and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to follow your passion and purpose. My name is Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of ATL Europe Group, also the creator of Kitty Talks. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. All our interviewees have been carefully selected and you will hear amazing inspirational stories of people who have listened to their little voice and followed their purpose. They will reveal bite-sized tips and success secrets that can help you to fulfill your passion and purpose on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and sign up for our exclusive club where you can hear behind-the-scenes footage. These interviews will inspire you to take action. Please like and share so others can have the courage to follow their passion and purpose too. Welcome to this week's episode of Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. Today's guest is Simon Jordan. Hi, Simon. Hey, hello, hello, Kitty. Thank you very much for having me on this. Yep, all the way from deepest, darkest Wales. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's very dark. It's today, yeah. yeah. Um, Simon is a photographer, a writer, a speaker, and he's a founder of One Planet, One Place. One Planet, One Place inspires people to escape the busy world and become more present and fall in love with life again. That sounds wonderful, Simon. Thank you. Yeah, it's, well, that's, that's the aim. So far, it's, it's, doing its, uh, it's doing its job. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know a bit more about it. So tell us, tell us about One Planet, One Place. Okay, well, I've... Um, okay, well, it's, it, it's been going for... It'll be five years. This, this September the 10th is its fifth year anniversary. And when I first started it off, the it was actually way before that when I started my business eight years ago. Uh, my my where the money comes from, I, I do branding and marketing and blah, blah, that kind of stuff. And I, I created the Simon Jordan radio show and I was doing interviews a bit like this, but I was interviewing business people. And what astounded me was the the uh, the backstories. I was really inspired by that, a bit like what, what you're doing now. And then I thought, actually, it's, it's, I wanted to create something. So I changed it to One Planet, One Place. And I was sharing motivational images and stuff like that. And after a, a number of years, I thought, it's not really, not really my soul. I'm not really following my passions. My passion, I've always done photography. I've loved it ever since I was in college. My granddad was a photographer. Um, and I've always looked at the world through cropping tools. You know, when, 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 you, when you do photography, I remember uh, my old t- uh, tutor said to me, get two this L-shaped bits of card. You know, you'll see film directors doing this, you know. And, and he said, go off around the college, go around the campus and look through the world through these cropping tools. And when you do that, you're taking stuff out of context. Like if an artist, if you paint um, so this water bottle, if you look at the water bottle, yeah, it's plastic, you know, and that's it. But when you start to look at the detail of it, you see all the beauty of how it's created. Same thing when you look at the world through cropping tools. So now I have this app that's on my brain all the time. I was always looking for that shot, the light or whatever. And living around here, it's beautiful, surrounded by the mountains. So anyway, last um, two years ago, um, I was in France and I spoke to my mum. It was on the 23rd of August. I think you got the dates right. And... I was I was working uh, with my partner at the time. We were, we had a brewery, right? And we we were making a lot of money. And I phoned my mum on the Sunday night and I said, "Mum, 
no, I, I really want you now to kick back. She'd lost her husband two years previously. And I said, I want you just to really relax now. I want to give you a load of cash each, each way. I want to transfer a load of money each month so you can just relax and not worry. Because we've got a big farm. It's not a working farm. But it's, you know, the holiday cottage, a fair bit of land. And I said, I want you just to really relax and enjoy life. You know, she was 78, but had the energy of a 38-year-old. Unbelievable. You know, she a year before, she'd done a microlight flight uh, in the Snowden. All this kind of stuff. Phenomenal. Just an amazing, inspiring woman. Has always inspired me. And, and I said, I'd also like to interview you for my kids. I've got two kids. And you know, for their kids. So it's something, for, because she's just a great story. And She's an inspiration. Yeah, her life sounds like an inspiration. Oh, just just an amazing person. Her energy, her love, you know, what she wouldn't do for people is amazing. And 24 hours later, she had a stroke. The following morning, she was, she'd passed away in hospital. And I thought, shit, you know, this is, what am I doing? And it absolutely rocked my world. I'm still grieving now, you know, two years later. It, it's, it's, it really blew me away it, it rips the world from underneath me my my rock had gone and and i thought what the bleep am i doing i'm not enjoying life here in, in france i'm i'm not enjoying working with a brewery and my relationship went down the pan <clears throat> i couldn't cope i really can't, couldn't you know i went into depression i had bad anxiety and i just thought i don't want to do it and i came i came back to the, to the farm i came back to wales and i felt grounded and I needed that. And I wanted to escape this mad, crazy, busy world. <clears throat> and I started to spend more and more time out in the mountains. I climbed Snowden, God knows how many times I've done all around there. Um, we've got three dogs now. And it's just, I thought, this is, what, this is where my passion, I was just talking to you before this. Yeah. I remember climbing a mountain called Trivan, which is where... Um, Ronald Fines used to use for his training for Everest, which I'm, I'm going to Everest Base Camp this, this year. <clears throat> and I remember with my brother climbing to the top of this mountain and the, the mist was so dense. We're sitting there having a cup of tea, freezing. <laughs> Just, it, it, was, it was like in a, almost like being in a padded cell. The sound was so close. And, you know, on top of the mountain. Just amazing, you know. But it was, the, the mist was so close. Anyway, we carried on, finished our tea, and carried on over the mountain. And as we were going back down into the Ogwin Valley, the clouds just parted and the sun shone through the clouds, lighting up, which is part of the Ogden Valley called the Devil's Kitchen. And I remember standing there with my arm around my brother. I was in tears with total euphoria and thinking, this is, this is, this is what I should be doing. Not standing on a mountain crying, but capturing these moments, escaping from the busy world. So I changed one planet, one place from being a source of lots of interviews. Um, and just posting motivational images to something which I really felt passionate about. There is an absolute place similar for these interviews, an absolute place for these. But I wanted to share what, what was my true passion, and that was photography, capturing that and sharing that with the world. <clears throat> and so we're now have the podcast, we do the mindfulness in motion videos, um, and obviously the photography. Um, I produced the calendar at the end of the last year, obviously for this year, 2017, and that's, that's sold out. And how uh, many followers has One Planet, One Place got? 212,000, I think. Wow. And climbing. Um, and it's great. We've got the podcast which goes out, go out, goes out every week. And when people sign up on there, they get the first to hear, to do the photography. So what, what I do now, instead of just taking a photo, like, for instance, last Friday, I drove up. I spend a day a week 
out in the mountains, uh, sometimes more, <laughs> because I just love love being there. And the snow had fallen. And I drove up, t- stuck the two dogs in the back of the car. Um, my old one stayed at home, so it's just not good for him. And we drove up. And luckily, where I parked, the, the, the snow was okay, but it, was, it wasn't impassable. And what I do, I record a podcast as I'm, as I'm there. So I'm explaining you know, what I'm seeing. And so people can really be engaged and, and, and there with me. And then I'm photographing. And I sometimes I will do a video as well, explaining, look at this. You know, I did uh, a beautiful shot down the Sanberis Pass. So you've got the river and you've got the mountains and I'm explaining. So when people see the photo, they see the story behind it. They're actually, they're there with me. And some of the comments I've got have been amazing. Sorry, Kitty. No, I was just going to ask, because it sounds to me like, like you, know, I, you know, I truly believe people need to follow their passion and purpose. You know, the whole point and idea of these talks is to share people's life journey to where, you know, where they've gone to or where they've come from to where they are now, what the points are that have kind of led them there. And yeah. by the sounds of things, you know, your mum's passing had a massive, almost like a, it was a bit of an epiphany and a wake-up call for yeah. you because maybe you'd gone a little bit off track. Yeah. And actually, you know, that, that was something that brought me back. So as much as it was horrible, it's maybe something, you know, gift. It, it, absolutely. It's just like, I need to follow my passion. So many, you hear so many people say, follow your passion, follow your dream. I thought, no, I've actually got to step in there. I mean, with my other business, I love it. I love working with my clients. I've done it and I've really seen you know, those amazing moments with my clients. But I'm there at midnight working on my photography. Um, or I'm up at that shows you something. It's like, that's my passion. Yeah. I just, I absolutely, I mean, I, I can take a photo. I mean, I'll, these are sold out. This is an old one. An old one is the one I, I wouldn't sell. Out of, but this is this Canada. I'm just taking some of these pictures. I'll show you one where it was the sunrise on Snowden. And how interesting is that? So you were saying, yeah. oh my God. That, well, seeing that, I was just, oh my God. And how, <laughs> goosebumps, you know, amazing. And how interesting is that? Because, you know, like you were telling me beforehand that obviously these calendars that you've done have totally sold out. And of course, you know, this is you following your passion and purpose, taking pictures that you truly love. And then now you're making a living from it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it, it doesn't quite make a living just yet. It's still, still early days, but I, I'm writing poetry as well. Um, you know, and it's, it's beautiful. Can, can I, can I, actually, can I read one? Yeah, I'd love you to. Right. <clears throat> I've just come back from a run, so my throat, I was telling you kidding before. <laughs> I've come back from a run, it always seems like I've got a cold for like the next half hour. I am in love. She has bathed me in her beauty. She has warmed me. She has frozen me. She can be wicked and also calming. She has a depth that cannot be measured. She has made me smile when I've been empty and sad. She has lifted me up and given me peace. She has taken my breath away and breathed life into me. She has scared me half to death. She has blown me off my feet and also made me stand still and just stare. She is a mother. She is our mother. Her name is Mother Nature. She has given us all so much and all she asks now is that we look after her. Save our mother, save our home. One planet, one place. Oh, wow. I read that. I was, you know, I, I just got off the table. Um, I think about my mother as well and what she gave yeah. us as, as the children. What's, you know, I, I was there reading, doing her reading at the church, looking back at her life. Just so I think it's, you know, for me, it's, it's something I want to leave. My, I want my photos. I mean, the, the, the yeah. Canada has gone out to Canada, um, of, uh, Norway, America. Uh, all over the UK so and how interesting that it's almost like like, I truly believe we're on a life journey you know you were telling me that you kind of built that platform and then you weren't necessarily sure how to to, where to take it 
you know, you had all these people tuning in, but you weren't sure where to take it. And now you're stepping into something that maybe been in the background, but it's always been your passion. And now you're bringing that passion to the foreground and kind of things are happening and doors are opening. And like you said, okay, it's not making you a living yet. Um, but for people out there listening, you know, if you've got, um, I was listening to somebody who, who's really good at writing eulogies or really good at writing wedding speeches. And you're thinking, how can I make my living out of doing that? But of course you can, you know, it's having the courage to maybe then write things for other people, or it's having these skills, these creative talents like you with your photography. It's like, how do we monetize those? But I think, you know, in my experience, when we step into what we're supposed to be doing, things open up, you know, and the synchronicities start to come in, basically. But, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think what it's also important, I know you you do a lot of this, but it's also, it is about, you know, the law of attraction, really picturing. So I have in my fridge what I want. Yes. And I really feel it. You know, I want to be doing talks. On, I do talk a lot about mindfulness, uh, which has helped me through depression, anxiety, things like that, to really be in the moment. I, I did a podcast. In fact, if you go to oneplanetandplace.com forward slash podcast 11, you can hear that podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm on the beach and I, I spent a couple of minutes and you just listen to the waves and I'm talking about how you become, can become more present. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, a really busy city, when you become totally present. Because all we have is, is now. The future hasn't arrived yet. The past is gone. Just be now. And you almost take a step back and you look at the world or all the people rushing past, commuting or whatever. And it's a beautiful moment and it always makes me smile. Um, and you can do it anywhere. It doesn't matter. So I, I'm taking people through that. So I will be writing a book this year about gratitude as well. I always say gratitude is the language of the truly rich. Um, and with my photography as well. So it'll be like a journal stroke book, stroke gratitude list with photography. So that's the yeah. idea. And do you, do you mind if I take you back a little bit, like in, way, way in your history? <laughs> well, because yeah. I'm really interested in people's stories and how, you know, yeah. we quite often go through what seems to be really tough times, but actually there's a reason that we're going through those tough times. Like, And I know that you've kind of been on a real journey around your kind of your weight, your fitness. Um, like at one stage, I know you were quite heavily overweight. Is that right? I was a fat sod, yeah. <laughs> I really didn't want to say those words. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was okay. I was twenty-eight, <clears throat> um, not stone. I was twenty-three stone actually, which is three hundred twenty-two pounds. Anyway, I, I was. Not all though. I am six foot. Yeah, I, yeah. I managed to hold it reasonably well, but it was twenty-three uh, stone. Still a lot, a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a lot of weight now. Um, and funny enough, I was listening to a Radio Four play. And then Joe said, yes, there are 20-year-olds who listen to Radio 4. And it was, it was a program about uh, abuse. And I'd always, I, I'd, I'd, my mum and dad had separated when I was seven. Well, everyone's doing, you know, nowadays they do that big deal. But at the age of nine, I was being abused. And that went on for a few years. And I'd always sort of shelved it. What type of abuse? Do you mind me? It was sex, sexual abuse. Oh, wow. And it was, it was you know, kids have a, a way of, well, we all do have a way of blanking stuff out. So it's always in the background. I always knew it sort of happened, but hey, it was part of growing up maybe. You know, you make some ridiculous sense of, you know, we can't live in chaos, so we always make sense of it. Um, so that's what I did. It was my reasoning for it was, oh, maybe it's part of growing up. I mean, total bullshit, you know. Abuse isn't, isn't part of growing up at all. It should never be. So I just shelved it, and then I just, and I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a religious person. I believe in Mother Nature. I believe in the energy and spirits and stuff like that. 
But I believe some people say God will never give you more than you can handle. Right. Whoever you believe. And I, I think it parked my, my mind, whatever, uh, my angels had parked this memory. And then when I was 28, I just heard this thing and it just, I would say, you know, Pandora's box, it didn't just fall open. It exploded. And you I, know, I'm like, 28 is your Saturn's return. Oh, right. Yeah. So the Saturn comes back into your chart at 28 around that time. So anything, it takes us from childhood into adulthood. Oh, so God. stuff that you've had in your childhood comes up to cleanse. So m- people have massive stuff happening at tw- around that period of the time. Well, I think Saturn kicked the door in. <laughs> we great big hobnail boots on kicking up the backside. And I, 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 I couldn't cope. So I went from a very fit, slim, um, six foot two man to just going out, binge drinking. Um, I got into cocaine and, and, and other substances. I never did any, say, hard stuff. I never, never got into heroin. Um, smoking, drinking, eating, whatever I can, purely just to hide the pain. And this went on for, for a while. Uh, my relationship fell apart. I met someone else. And we, we ended up getting married eventually. I had two kids, gorgeous kids together. But in that time, I was just a mess. I mean, the, the stuff I was putting in my body, bloody hell. What, what kind of brought it back to the surface? Well, obviously, Saturn's return as a way of doing that. But what was the... It, it, it was the play. It, when I was in the play, it was just a discussion on Radio 4. Wow. So was, it kind of triggered it. Yeah, for those, for those people listening, Radio 4 is a BBC channel. Um, it's just it's just audio, essentially, there's no music on it. And I just, this this thing, someone talking about abuse, and they were mentioning, I thought, oh my God, well, that happened to me. And it just, it just fell apart. And I just, wow. I hated myself. I went through more therapists than someone has had slightly less. Um, and I did, I remember doing one therapy session, I was thinking about it the other day, actually, where they take you into the cinema. You know, they, they put you in sort of mild hypnosis, take you into the cinema, not a real cinema, just the cinema in your mind. And you, and you play back you as a, as a kid. And I was on the swings in this garden and me as the adult me wanted to kill the little me. I hated the little me so much. I blamed myself for this abuse. I was nine years old, <laughs> you know, but that was the hatred I have for me. So I just wanted to hide that pain through king size Mars bars had come out that time. So that's fantastic. So I was just eating and every just, and I was a mess. And because my energy levels were a mess, you know, and I think a lot of depression can be down to diet as well, because when you're eating, yeah, of course. you know, you, your energy levels are down, you have massive dips and oh God, the world's terrible. So you have more crap, whatever, to bring you up. It's a sharp spike. And then you plummet even further down and it just, you know, just carries on. I mean, I just, I, I was never addicted. I was just addicted to getting rid of the pain. So, you know, whatever I could eat, just a lot of, just a lot of crap. Um, yes. And did, were you conscious? Because I think there's a shift, isn't there? Because, like, personally, I wasn't, I had, you and I have got similar story, drugs and alcohol, and I wasn't really conscious of why I was doing things. I was just doing things. It took a while before the connection came into what I was doing, if you see what I mean. I, I think at the time, no, I don't think I was. I just, I suppose I just knew that being in this state was better than, I, I wanted to keep myself busy, I suppose. Um, not have um, to think about what had happened. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, you know, I've I've been now living on my own for coming up to eight, nine months. And the first two months of moving back to Wales and being in my mother's old farm, I'm, I'm sort of the housekeeper of it now. Um it was quite painful because you now have that time to think. But it's actually mm-hmm. incredibly, it's incredibly powerful. I I'm you know, and I think that's what a lot of us 
we want to be busy all the time because we don't want to have that time to think. We don't like being on our own. Well, once you conquer that, you become strong and more grounded. So anyway, this, this, I, 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 I was just, I was in a real mess. You know, I used to lie awake just thinking, how can I end it all and all that kind of stuff? But I was too chicken to jump in front of a bus or whatever. Anyway, so I, my, my, my new partner said, oh, you know, you need to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctors and they said, yeah, you're depressed, have some tablets. And I thought, what a load of old bull. Seriously, you're just going to put a sticking plaster on a massive volcano. And I took the tablets home. I looked at them and then threw them in the bin. I think I took one. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Throw them in the bin. I thought, only I, and it was, it was because of that anger and that pain, I thought, sob the world, sob the doctors. I'm going to take control of my life. And I started running. And the only time, I, when I was told this, yeah, <laughs> I said, you know, I would wobble. This year, I didn't, the time I would run is if the, the local shop was closing down, down the road. I'd never really run. Um, I used to do a fair bit of cycling when I was younger. And in, so in, in that period, I started to run. I joined a running club because I thought I want to have some goals. And I ran a 10K race. And, oh, it was terrible. And I remember <laughs> finishing it and going, oh, I really fancy a fag now. Now, when I've told this, <laughs> when, I've been, when I've told this story in the States and I'm on stage, and I finish it with a fag. And they're like, you had a what? No, not a cigarette. Oh, yes. got, it's not oh. a homosexual. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, so so I, I finished that and I, I really fancy cigarettes. So this isn't right. So I, I thought I started to think I need to clean clean up my my diet as well. And mm-hmm. I then I did the Great North Run. Sorry, kidding. I was going to say, would you like by the sounds of things, you kind of had a bit of a breakthrough, and you yeah. you because I'm just thinking about the people out there. Like, unfortunately, you know, like you said, abuse should never be part of anybody's mm. growing up. Um, but for people out there who, you know, I hope to God there isn't anyone, but if there is anyone listening and they've, they've, you know, they're trying to deal with that in the present moment, what would your advice be for them? It's not your fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. It really isn't. I've, um, what was the film with, oh, bloody hell, what's it called? With um, Matt Damon and Robin Williams. Um, and he is, Matt Damon plays this abuse victim. It was one of their first films. Right. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, okay, there's a yeah. bit in there. Even now, it gives me goosebumps. And Robin Williams is the psychiatrist, the therapist, three, whatever you call him. And he just grabs Matt Damon, who's a highly intelligent man, but very angry. And he just grabs him and says, It's not your fault. He's ah, fight against it. And I was thinking, Shit, that's how I, I mean, I remember the first time I saw that, I just burst into tears. It was just, Yeah, it's not your fault. Don't take ownership of it. It's not your fault. And you know what? There is a way out. Yeah. And through me, it was through sport. There was something. I would look at what you're eating, get rid of the sugars, because it's not helping you. It will plummet your energies down. And when you're tired, as we all know, the world is a crap place when we're tired, but chemical lows. You know, give up the coffee. I have one coffee a day now. Um, start looking at what you're eating. When your body feels better, your mind will feel clearer. And then if you can, start exercising. Mm. Oh, I don't want to exercise, but you know what? You'll have more energy. You'll feel better. Start writing, putting your worries down. Doesn't matter what you write. It might be I hate blah blah blah, whatever. Just get them out. You have some kind of a, a way. Start a journal. Do that. Just writing down. But then start looking at your life. And there's five questions. I feel remember it. Like, what are you most happiest about right now? So you could be in bed when you when you're listening to this, or watching this. Think, well, it might be it's nice and warm in the duvet. Um, could be anything. It could be if it's raining outside. Most people will bloody raining. 
but look at the raindrops, listen to the rain outside on the, on the window pane. There's a song in it. And, and then what are you most proud of that you've done so far in your life? It could be you've baked a cake or you've, I don't know, you've, there's got to be something. Mm. And then who were your friends? So that's the third question. Who were your friends? And then I think there's, I don't know, before. Oh, that's like gratitude. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Who loves you? That's, and just start thinking, because you think, wow, oh, who are my friends? You go, oh, well, there's Bob and there's Jane and whatever. They, well, actually, there's that person, and there's them, there's Kitty, and then there's other people. And you start to think, well, actually, wow, I've got a lot of people, and I know who loves you. Mm. Your family, your, your kids, or whatever, your dog. Yeah. And yeah. then what, what are the three things you're grateful for? That's the fifth one. What's, name three things that you're grateful for right now. Um, and just try and do that and write them down as well, the process of actually writing it down. But at the end of that, it's not your fault. You know, you're... You know, it's just, but we all, I mean, I see my abuse now as a gift. Wow. Are you completely mad? But yeah, I, because I've gone so through so much therapy, I, I am more in touch. I feel I, I connect more. I'm, I do wear my heart on my sleeve, which means I can get hurt easier. I've had some terrible relationships. And, but I wouldn't give it up. I wouldn't change it because I, I just feel more. I have more connection with Mother Nature. I can so I can stand on top of a mountain and really, I'm not embarrassed of, of crying or just just owning my feelings of that moment and just really embracing life rather than just this hard shield, which I, I put on Facebook the other day. I can't trust a man who doesn't hug. <laughs> and I don't. I just because I want people to really love themselves. And go, you know what? Just yeah, it's important to have that connection. We live on an amazing planet. We live in an amazing place, you know. And how long did it take you to get from the point of, obviously, you know, covering up your abuse by food and drink and, you know, to a place where actually now I can see that there's a gift in this? This is a big transition. Oh, many years. But in terms of my progression, it was from the day I started running, 18 months later, I then went down to 13 stone. It was about 182 pounds, having lost 10 stone. and I finished the London Marathon in three hours 45. That was my goal. That's what I wanted to do. And I, I didn't know about personal development then. I really didn't. But I slowly, over the matter of years later, I found out about Tony Robbins, did the fireworks, stuff like that, trained as an NLP practitioner. I, was a, I didn't want to be a coach. I just fascinated how I did it. I how, was did you, what was your, how did you discover it? How did you kind of get into the people? Funny story. I, I was a creative director of an ad agency. Yeah, and I was commuting. I had two two small kids, and I was commuting on a motorbike, 100 miles a day into town, doing this work, coming back, coming home like eight o'clock at night. The kids would be in bed. I thought this is cool. I don't want to be doing this anymore. I like the creative world, love the ad industry world, but I just thought I'm at one time with my family. This leaflet dropped through the door, and a company called Utility Warehouse. If you've heard of them, they do the phone, which was did everything. And I got talking to the guy, and it was, long story short, I joined them. I joined the network marketing company and started doing that part-time because I thought maybe this is a way out. And in order to, to be successful in that, it's a people business, you need to learn about people. So that's where I went on to, I was invited to go and see Auntie Robbins. Um, I started to listen to Jim Rohn, the great late Jim, the great late Jim Rohn, brilliant business philosopher, guru. Uh, and just listening to all this stuff, which I'd never heard of before. I'm really in... in embedding myself in their knowledge um, and taking all this stuff on and just opened my world out. It was amazing. Mm, yeah. So, and, kind of, and, now, 
and and, and you, you answered your question before. And that's when I started to see what had happened to me as a gift because we're all on a path. We're all here for a reason, no matter what crap you go through. You know, I'd attracted that stuff into my life. Okay, the abuse, I didn't. I don't think a nine-year-old, any child should ever attract. But I think what happens now, you know, if you're constantly in bad relationships or you're just shit happens to you all the time, you've got to take a step back and go, well, okay, well, what am I putting out there? What am I attracting? You know, start thinking about, well, maybe I need to, Self, more self-love. That's something I've learned from last year. I'm not going to put up with stuff like you know I've, I've put up with before. Um, before you know, I I wanted a relationship. I I needed a relationship in, in my life. I needed a, a strong woman around because I don't think I could do it on my own. Now, after having that time together, I want someone in my life, but I don't need them. If I'm on my own, I'm happy. I don't mm. need them. And to get to that place, not everyone has that opportunity to live yeah. on their own. But but it's a powerful place to be. I'm fine with what you know, being on my own, thinking about my thoughts. You know? I think that's it's a really valid point that you make because I think a lot of us make the mistake of not working on ourselves and then maybe getting into relationships but not being complete. And yeah. so when we're not complete, we attract a soul that's not complete either. And yeah. actually, like you said, it's much better two complete souls to come together and have a healthy functioning relationship and actually absolutely be able to, you know, to be perfectly fine without one another, but actually they're coming together because they enrich and enhance one another's lives. Exactly, but I think we, we attract some because it, well, they, they will fill the gap. There's mm. lessons. Gap. Yeah. 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 But, but I do believe we, we all meet people for, you know, you, you've, you've uh, a guy you've been with for a couple of years, but you, you, he will be in your life for a reason. We learn from people and they're, they're all there for a reason, but it's to be in a place where you don't need someone. Yeah. You know? happy in yourself love yourself enough so yeah that's that's one of the massive learning curves i went through mm. but amazing to, you can get to a place now where you you know can see the abuse as a gift and actually yeah i know you just yeah. say what really <laughs> but yeah because if if i just if it hadn't happened well who knows who knows you know hindsight's <laughs> a wonderful thing but i just yeah it's um it's who i am today you know so mm. Yeah, and I love having, I love interviewing people like yourself who have kind of taken their lives, you know, from a real transition of, of like really perceived, you know, bad place to now doing amazing things on the planet, you know. Um, I do, but I still have, do I deserve it? Am I good enough? I still have that crap that's going on, which I'm still working on. Um, and it's just, I still think, you know, even with my calendar before I started putting my up, will people really buy it? You know, the weird thing is, I, I only photograph for me. I don't take a picture of all the, the people of, uh, you know, the, the, the followers on one planet or place. Like, I, I, if it gives me goosebumps, I take that because I know there's other people out there like me who would like that stuff. And when I produce the calendar, people say, oh, you should do this. And if someone comments on my photographs, oh, it's amazing, whatever, I just think, yeah terrible it's like yeah what do you know <laughs> it's just the silly silly uh devil on my shoulder i'm like just shut up clear off because i'm thinking well well thanks very nice but i i don't really own him i don't i i don't do it with ego and i go hey yeah look at me i'm doing some good stuff I thought, well and i'm becoming more humble I think, well thank you very much and i the community i'm building is a bit of social media stuff but i, I did a um a comment last week saying where do you escape to? Posting pictures. Over 200 odd comments. And I replied to every single one of them. I was like, well, thank you for taking the time. Mm. Because I, it's as part of the brand is to be humble, to, to have gratitude. If people have taken the time, then it's about that engagement. So anyway, going back, I just think, will people really buy my calendar? Yeah. Yeah. They're just 
they flew out, you know. Fantastic. The one I've got left is on the wall, and that one I just showed you, which was just as a, as a demonstration one. It's all bent. <laughs> I can't sell that one. But wonderful. Yeah, but I think, you know, it's a continual journey, isn't it? Like we're all, Oh, heavens. Yeah, yeah. Every day, like you said, it's a kind of, oh, well, am I good enough? I think a lot of people yeah. have got that kind of story yeah. going on. But, um, and what's next? So you're gonna, you've done your calendar? Well, I will do my photography book. Um, I was looking at self-publishing that because really, you know, you've got to be a, like David Bailey, I imagine, to go out and go and publish it. And I was, I was looking at different prices, but it's a big coffee table book. And cost per unit was coming very expensive. But no one's going to buy it at that rate. So I've now found a company who will self-publish. Um, it, it will be less pages. So I'm going to be doing that. But I do want to put a, a book out there um, which will be part of my journey to help other people to inspire them. People who maybe do suffer from anxiety, but along with my photos, some of the poetry about mindfulness, I'll take people through the steps of being mindful and also gratitude as well. And there'll be spaces in there for people to, to write as a journal, just something to carry around with them. Um, and I mean, the comments I got, there was one couple of months ago from a lady and she said, look at your photography, you've inspired me to go out and see the outside world more. And I went, that is exactly what I wanted. That is my goal. I almost said it word for word. I want to inspire people. And as you said at the beginning, the, the one point in place is to, to inspire people to escape a busy world, whatever that might be, in the moment, being in the moment, listen to my podcast, look at the photographs, to go out wherever, to become more present, and that's the mindfulness, and to fall back in love with life again. It's also fall in love with you again. Because I think when you get rid of all that, that busyness, it's something I do with my clients. And I've had a lot of clients come to me, right, we want to be doing this. And I'm like, well, do you? Let's, let's look at that. And even when you come down to your diet, clear up your diet. When you get clarity in your head, you can think straight and go, mm. now I know what I should really be doing. Mm. What really fine. You can hear this. You'll notice when you're speaking to people, you can, by the energy in their body, what fires them up? You know, if, oh, if, this is what we talked about. Like, that's why I love, you know, in, in interviewing people like yourself. Yeah. Oh really transformative journeys because the whole point is to inspire others to tune into your little voice Absolutely. Now, i'm sure you know we all ignore the little voice in our head that's telling us oh do that do that and you think oh i can't make money from that or you know i haven't got the confidence to to walk away from my job or you know that little voice will get louder and louder and louder yeah. Fortunately, something big happens like it could be the passing of a relative or it could be you know i had one guy interview he fell off a ladder you know, and it was only then he was could listen to what he was supposed to be doing, you know, because he was ignoring the signs, basically. I mean, I've I've always known, yeah, it, it is. It's absolutely important. I've always known from a very early age, I'm here for 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 a reason. And I used to say, well, what is it? And I think it is. It is to make a, a, a difference on the planet. And I've never known what. And I know now, through my passion, through sharing my journey, just getting people to. The main thing is to fall back in love with life again and go, wow, it's a beautiful place. You know, yeah. um, and to do that. I'm not a coach, even though I've studied the NLP and stuff like that, but just just what, whatever I can do if I'm sharing my journey. I did a fir- the first Facebook Live within the group or on the, the, the fans yesterday, and we've had 2,000 views of that. I'm just sharing. I'm like, look at this beach, isn't it beautiful? Listen to the waves, and that's the podcast to be listened to on the site as well. I just want people to manage to escape wherever they are. To have that moment of, oh, this is just beautiful. This, the world is an incredible place. You could be, and I lived in London for 20 odd years, I think. And I've actually done photographic uh, studies of places in London. I actually become far more creative when I'm in a city 
because I'm I'm looking at the smaller things. Mm. Um, I did a, did a, a photographic study purely for me called the, the Yellow of London Underground because people always think it's it's red, but I got fascinated by all the, the yellow things like the um, the barriers that well, they, they, the 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 temporary barriers they put up have a yellow stripe on them. The poles are yellow. The yellow line on the platform. The plugs are yellow. When you've got the escalators, they have those black rubber strips. When they're clean, there's little dots on there, which are actually yellow. So I found ones with the yellow. I did this whole montage, and it was called the Yellow London Underground, just for me. Mm. And I love stuff like that. I've um, you know, they say they say that you should do whatever lights you up in yeah. any present moment, you know, and that's a perfect example there of it not been making particular logical sense, mm. but actually you just followed what let you up and what really interested you. And if yeah. the vision for Kitty Talk, Simon, is to inspire a generation of change makers to follow their passion and purpose. everybody tuning in everybody doing what you're now doing you know what shift can we make on the planet absolutely it is it is it's i think and you've got to start with 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 you first you know it's what's the line you know be the change you want to see in the world or something but fall in love with the change you want to see in the world gandhi yeah Yeah, exactly it is gandhi yeah i I did another well i went to a car show i'm I'm a big car nut a bit of a petrol head we have we've got five cars on the farm lots of classics Austin Healy's and Moggy Mine and stuff like that we went to a car show and everyone taking these pictures of the cars and I was fascinated by the detail so I've got pictures of the chrome bumper or part of the badge or the the, the lady on the on the front of the bonnet the, the rolls and stuff like that just taking crop section and that's again going around the world with you know the, the cropping tool and I put a montage together and just run it just for me. In fact, my, my sister wanted it. She's got it framed on her wall now. Um, but just to see the world differently, it is it is a truly beautiful place. If you if you look, stand back. If you, you know, if you want to see good things in the world, you will look through, you know, good glasses. Whereas if you want to see crap in the world, you will look with crap glasses. But it's it, it's true. You can focus on whatever you want to focus. on. I don't listen to the news. I don't listen to. I turn it off in the car. I don't. I. I cannot remember the last time I picked up a newspaper. We've got a holiday cottage, and the last people who stayed there, because um, we rent it out, we have friends over. They load a paper. I think great. I don't read it. I use it for lighting the fire. I don't want. <laughs> I don't need to know that stuff. I know about Donald Trump and stuff like that. I think well, just it's going to happen. There's nothing I can do about that per se at the moment. All I can help is my my family, my friends, and my community. That's all I can help. I'm not going to worry about the stuff that's out there. What, what good is it going to do? Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think if everyone focuses on themselves and you know helping themselves, then absolutely we can make a shift as well. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for being so open and vulnerable about some of the stuff that you've gone through in your past, because that you know people out there listening, you know, they'll really um, will benefit from that. You know, so my pleasure, my pleasure, Kitty. Thank you, thank you for having me on here. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. And if you want some more inspiration, then please sign up to the club. It is free and you get lots of wonderful benefits and bonuses and secret success tips. And we will be bringing you another Kitty Talks next week. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website. Become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.